I'd like to take your Bible and turn to Psalms 33 and 9, if you would, please. Psalms 33 and 9. <clears throat> Everybody there? Okay. For God spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. We're going to title this this morning, Creating an Atmosphere for the Miraculous. There has to be a created atmosphere for God to perform the miraculous in our lives. God's love is unconditional. I don't doesn't matter. He's gonna love you. I don't give you meaner than a striped snake. He's gonna love you. But to receive the promises of God, all of them is conditional. Every promise in the Bible has conditions attached to it. He expects us to do something. So we need to create an atmosphere for the miraculous of God to work. I want to encourage us all to expect revival every day. Every day. Now, some of this end-time prophecy, I'm not sure I'm along with it. I do not believe that God is about to do something, and I do not believe God is planning on doing anything. If we get through this message today, I think you'll see that he's already doing it. He's doing it in Zimbabwe. But doing it in Mozambique, he's doing it in Africa, he's doing it in a lot of other places. Multitudes of Muslims are getting the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Listen, what God is doing something now. You're breathing his air, that's a type of the Holy Ghost. So he's working every day. He just, you say, well, I'm waiting on God. I don't feel that. I feel that you're not waiting on God. I believe he's waiting on you to meet the condition. And once you get the condition met, then he's going to do what he said he was going to do. You could tell in our Sunday school class this morning, the Lord is working on us. Working on us. I usually can get over something just that quick. And God, is, I believe, has revealed to me that he said, if you let anything small as a pinhead bother you, it's going to grieve my spirit. You're going to have to get rid of that. Well, I couldn't do it. I had about two or three days. It was just eating my lunch. Went to a funeral Wednesday, and Sammy Tammy Green come up behind me and put her arms around me and said, oh, I love you. It didn't mean a thing to me because I was just caught up in that. Friday morning when I woke up, God said, I want to show you that my body is full of love. Not just love in words only, but love in deeds. Listen, we need one another whether you realize it or not. You need the love. You say, well, I want the love of God. God has put his love in people to love you. And I tell you, that love, Sister Tammy, I done told her that Friday morning, it didn't mean anything Wednesday. It didn't mean a thing. Didn't mean anything Thursday. But when I woke up Friday morning, the Lord revealed that to me. And I tell you, it went, went away just like that. God is working when we meet the condition. When you meet the condition this morning, God will do what you've been asking him to do. In the book of Deuteronomy, uh, Exodus, I believe it is, God said, I am going to test you. Now, most people don't like tests. 
but you're going to have to be tested to see him. When I got out of high school, I thought my testing days was over with. I went in the service, and every promotion I ever got, I had to take an exam. They didn't just hand them out. And there was only so many for the whole naval, depending on what group you was in. The one got the highest scores, one that got the job. So God, when we meet the conditions, I tell you, God is going to pull out his blessings like we've never seen before. He's pulling them out now, so we need to get ready. Psalm 133 says, How good and pleasant for those to dwell together in unity. In unity. Brother Billy, why is unity so important? He tells us why it's important. It's like the precious ointment up on the head that ran down on Aaron and ran down to the bottom of his garment. Unity. It got to start with the head of Jesus Christ. And it flows. Everybody ought to say it flows. Listen, God is flowing his love down in our lives to create an atmosphere where everybody can get their needs met. God wants everybody's needs met. He said it's the dew descending upon the mountain. And then it says in the last verse here, it says, For there is the Lord commanded the blessings of life, to everyone he commands the blessing Peggy to you James Clayton he commanded a blessing to you but it's got to be in unity and wants to send unity with him in fellowship with him in secret closet with him then something miraculous will happen I mean believe it God is standing right here by your side right now God has got angels I want you to start praying about your angels that surround you the angels of the Lord gathers around those that fear God. We need angels around us to bless us. They can be a blessing to us. They did it in the Old Testament. They did it in the New Testament. So God wants us to be blessed in everything we do. Blessed going in and what? And blessed coming out. So there he said he commanded when he commands something, it stands fast. When God says it, it is a done deal. It's done. When Jesus said it's finished on the cross, it's finished. He's creating an atmosphere for the miraculous. For the miraculous. Wednesday was not one of my best days. Went to a funeral. I got so nervous, I couldn't finish reading the obituary so I got so embarrassed I sat down and this young lady come up there and helped me out I want you to know God is putting people in your lives will help you if you'll accept it glory to God there's an atmosphere charged with the presence of God do you feel him today do you feel the presence of God today you could feel him in our Sunday school class I want every Sunday school teacher to start praying that God would show up there miraculously in that class, bless our children abundantly, bless the parents abundantly, everything we put our hands to to be blessed. Continuous revival. Would you say that with me? A continuous revival. That was not very good. Well, Brother Billy, there's up and down. There's up and down with humanity, but there's no up and down with God. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. 
He wants us blessed. How many believe he wants you blessed in everything you do? wants you blessed beyond measure. But there has to be an atmosphere there. Deuteronomy 28 and 8 said, The Lord shall command the blessings up on you. Up on you. Up on you. How many believe that? The Lord shall command the blessing upon you. And it said in Psalm 133, I mean 33 there, and it will stand. So he's commanded a blessing upon you. Now that sounds good, doesn't it? In your storehouses. I never noticed. I, I read that Deuteronomy 28 pretty regular. I got that down in my mind. Diane, you got it down in you? I, I read it regular. He said, in your storehouses. As many times I've read it, I've never noticed the word houses. It's not just saying one house, but houses. He wants your children blessed, your grandchildren blessed, your great-grandchildren blessed. He wants everything you own blessed. Amen? He said, I command a blessing. Y'all ought to get shouted this morning. I have commanded a blessing upon you in all of your houses, and it does stand what I've said. It is a done deal. You're blessed in everything you do. You're blessed. You're blessed. This guy that loved animals, just Sharon, he just loves animals, he said. So he went to buy him a dog. He went into this place and he said, how much are these dogs? And he began to tell him and said, how much is that one? He said, that's $10,000 dog. He went on down and said, how much is that one right there? He said, I'll give that one to you free. He said, what's the difference in a free dog and a $10,000 dog? He said, that $10,000 dog will do whatever you tell them to do every time you tell him. That giveaway dog will do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it. I want you to know God has commanded a blessing on your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Mike Cooker said, I love you and ain't nothing you can do about it. God loves his people. He loves the lost. If he didn't love the lost, I wouldn't be here today. I got this sneaky feeling some of you wouldn't be here today. But he loves the lost. Let's read the rest of that if you're following along. And all that thy setteth thy hand unto. You're blessed in whatever you put your hand to. God is creating an atmosphere of blessings for our lives. He's not fixing to do it. He's already what? Done it. All we got to do is what? Receive it. Open our hearts and our lives and receive it. Then he said, He shall bless thee in the land which the Lord your God have given you. Sister Donna Gandy said something. I'm going to get to back here in a minute. I didn't know she's going to say what she said this morning. Is she here? I tell you, Sister Donna. I believe there's something happening right there in your life, and I hope you can see it. She had this dream. She hardly ever dreamed. She, I don't know how old she is, but I said old people. Ken correct me the other day. said, I'm not old. But, but you, you need to dream some dreams. Amen? If you're not dreaming dreams, why don't you start asking God to give you a dream? If you don't have one of the gifts of the Spirit, we need to start asking God for the gifts of the Spirit so that benefit the church. She had this dream working in this home, nursing home where she works. And she woke up, 
And she was praying for people. She was praying for people. Everybody began to come by and said, you pray for us. You pray for us. I tell you, when there's an atmosphere created of prayer, something happens. Brother Richard Powell called me one time. This person was in the hospital up close to Little Rock. I'd never been there before. I want to know, could I go up there and pray for that person? They wanted somebody to come pray for that person. And they said, I can't go. So I called my cooker, so we went up there and we went in. Went in that place. You never. I guess you. Have you ever been in a ICU like that? I'm saying they had tubes all over that man, just e- everywhere, brother Melvin. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, he. He. Well, I don't know what he looked like. And they said he can't live. The doctor was there, and the nurses was there, and and they said that y'all know him. Said what candidate do we don't know him? Ain't never seen him before. We've been called to come over here to pray, and. Uh, he said, well, we'll just step out and let y'all pray. We said, we'll just pray. So we prayed. You know, nothing happened. That doctor and that nurse said, why don't y'all pray for us before you leave? Listen, Sister Donna, God is opening a door for you. I believe there's a door open for you right there. I'll come back there in a minute. Church, God is opening a door for you and me. He's already done, got a done deal. All he wants to us, to, he's blessed us abundantly. And on the way home, Brother Powell called us and said, uh, I got a call from that man's wife, hysterical, couldn't hardly understand it. He said, I thought the man y'all prayed for just died. And I said, well, what happened? He said, he woke up, and they took all that stuff off of him, and he got out of there and walked out of there. Listen, when we pray, God creates an atmosphere, something to start happening. We need to pray like we never prayed before, but believe something is going to happen when we create an atmosphere. Sister Donna, God has shown you that he's created an atmosphere for you to work in in the land that he's chosen you to work in. God is a blessed us more than we can realize. More than we can realize. I don't know why that don't happen more often, but I believe it's because of our unbelief sometimes. If he done it one time, he'll do it again. He's constantly doing it. Constantly doing it. Jesus is creating an atmosphere. He cast out legions of demons. I don't know a legion is, what, 12,000? Legions of them. I don't know how many that would be. Legions, and when he got him all cast out, and, and Jesus was fixing to leave and, and go to another place, I want you to notice what, what what he said. This man wanted to go with Jesus. He wanted to go with Jesus. Jesus said this to him. This is what Jesus said to him. Hallelujah. In verse nineteen, after he asked Jesus to go, and Jesus said to him, "Go to your friends and tell them." How great things the Lord have done for you. How many can tell? I'm going to open it up right now. If anybody would like to run up here just for a few minutes and tell what great things that Jesus has done for you. If anybody has done something great for you, you want to run up here and tell it. We're going to open it up right now because this is important for us to start telling what great things Jesus has done for us. I'm looking at everybody in here. Jesus Christ has done something great in your life. He said, I want you to know you go 
and tell among your friends what great things God has done for you. You got that? You don't need to go over yonder somewhere. You need to start telling your friends what great things God has done for you. Brother Milken, I know you're telling what great things. I was reading something just this week about tuberculosis. You are a living miracle. Amen? A living miracle because if you survive that thing because of God's goodness to our lives. Then he says, great things the Lord have done for thee and have compassion on you. How many you know God is love? Nowhere in the Bible you'll find it ever say that God is power. But all through the Bible you'll find that God is love. God so loved the world that he sent his only son down here to save us. So he tells him to go. And verse 20 said, he departed again to publish. This Donna, what you're going to have to do is start publishing and acting on what God has showed you in that dream. Now, notice he tells him, you stay here at home. You stay here at home. He said, you go to Decapolis, meaning ten cities. Verse 20 says, and how great things Jesus had done for you, and all men did marvel. How many has got a good story to tell? A lot of people got a story, but I'm talking about a good one. How many can tell something good this morning, something great God done for you? I just got through sharing you something great God done for me this week. I mean, he's just that's that quick. How I many know we wrestle with things because of we don't turn it over to Jesus? And sometimes he has to send Tammy Ottwell or Tammy Green into your life to touch your life and let you know that how much you're loved. Love will cover the multitude of sins. Okay. I want to share you the testimony of one man. One man. What can one do? This is what he said in Matthew 15, 30, 31. When Jesus came back through this territory of Decapolis, he came back through that area. Great multitudes came unto Jesus. Now, why do you think great multitudes came unto Jesus? This man that had legions cast out of him had been publishing throughout this land what great things God had been done for him. Something good is not about to happen. Something good is happening. Amen. Peggy is not healed yet, but she's on her way. Is that right? And I appreciate all your prayers, but I appreciate what God is doing through your prayers. Sister Sue come up here. I don't know if I got what day it was, and said, "Can I talk to you a minute?" And I said, "Yes." She come in there and said, "Says hi, Sister Peggy." And I told her, she said, "I want her healed so badly." Tell him, tell him what you feel. I don't know how how long's it been since you could sleep all night without coughing. Months. Doped up, cough drops, just just doped up. Cough drop, trying to sleep. Her nerves are on the edge. But I tell you, the power of God has moved in on that. She's been sleeping. 
Amen? Because your prayers are being answered because somebody published in the Kepler's of the great things of God, and God heard them and done something about that. Praise God. Sister Jean Meadows brought me a book by P. Oswell. Oh, I'll tell you about the guy was in the wreck. I I'm, can't explain. I hadn't got it all done yet. But uh, Jesus came through that city. He came through that city, and they brought under Jesus, this is what they brought to him, lame, blind, dumb, main. Main means that arms or legs or something was missing. They, that they brought them there. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And many others. And they cast them down at Jesus' feet. Now, why did they do that? Why did they bring multitudes? Because of one man's testimony. Look at me. I had legions. They chained me and they couldn't hold me. I cried all night, cutting myself with stones. You may not be cutting yourself with stones. How many knows what it is to cry all night about something? Huh? So devastated, so destroyed, you cried all night. No help. I want you to know, like in that book, when there seems to be no help, God is your helper. <laughs> Come on. When there seems to be no help, written by a man that's paralyzed from waist down, there's God is your helper. How many know that God is your helper in everything you do or touch because he's already commanded a blessing on you? He's commanded a blessing on you. Brooklyn, are they trying to get you to say something? Huh? Did I sense that or not? Okay, we don't want to embarrass you. But we need to tell what good things God has done for us. Some people say, well, you're boasting. You're boasting. It's all right to boast in Christ. Paul said, I boast in God, what God has done for me. When you realize you can't do nothing, but he can do all things. He's already commanded a blessing on you. Creating an atmosphere. This man had legions of demons cast out of him, had created an atmosphere for the miraculous to take place. For the miraculous to take place. And they laid him down there. And what did he do? He healed them all. Amen. Somebody ought to say amen. If he did it yesterday, he's the same today, today and forevermore. He is doing it today. He's doing it today. Doing it today. He healed them. Insomuch the multitudes wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be healed, and the lame to walk, and the blind is seeing, they glorified God of Israel. Because somebody had created an atmosphere for Jesus to work. We all have that opportunity. Deuteronomy 28 and 28 says, The Lord blessed this man in the land which he had given him. Sister Donna, I'm going to come back to you. The Lord will bless you in the land that he gave you in that dream. I believe that. 
I believe he gave you that for that purpose to let you know that he's going to bless you in the land where you work. Praise God. Church, wherever we go, we are a blessing. We are the light of the world and we're the salt of the earth. Next on Peggy's list is her hands and her feet. What's next on your list to be healed and be delivered? What's next for you to be blessed beyond what you can imagine? Well, I've been this way a long time. The man that laid at the gate called Beautiful, Jesus, he went by that same place, went by that same place during his three years of ministry and just passed him by and he's laying there. But I tell you, one day, Peter and John came by that gate that day. He'd been laying there, I guess, 40 years. But that day, there was an atmosphere. You cannot do nothing without God. But when he gives you the command, something miraculous takes place. Something miraculous takes place. Luke 4, 36. Jesus speaks of his great authority that he's going to give. Gives great authority. They were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What is this? For with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits, and they come out. What kind of authority and the power he has? God has given us that same authority and power to speak. I know Sister Diane, some of them, went and prayed for a lady. The doctor said, there's no hope. But what, the next day or so, she got up and walked out of that hospital. That ought to be an everyday event. Jesus is the same every day, everywhere. People ought to be born in the kingdom of God every day. You say, where somewhere they are, adding to the church daily. God wants to add to the church daily. He's doing that in a lot of places. I felt like saving this story to the next week when Brother Sam got up here. I might just tell it twice. I mean, you know, it's good to tell your stories twice. Huh? You read the full gospel, and you'll ever one of them repeating the same thing over and over. These Muslims broke into this Christian home and cut the man's head off and killed the children. And told the woman, said, if you'll deny Christ, we'll let you live. She said, I'm not going to deny Christ. Just give me a Bible where I can teach others about Christ. That's where some of your money is going to help those people just to have a Bible. Because God is blessing what you do for God. Sometimes you're not going to get the reward here. Like Sister Richardson says, we're just passing through. Sometimes your greatest reward is going to be when you get over yonder what you're doing here. So don't get discouraged because you don't see immediate results because it's going to happen. The authority, he said he commanded the unclean spirit and they come out. Psalm 33, 9 said he spoke and it was done. He commanded it and it stayed. He speaks, it is done and it stays what he's done. Jesus appointed in Luke 10, he pointed 72 men, I mean 70 men. He gave them the same authority that he gave the 12 apostles, the same identical authority. He gave them the same authority to go out and do what they did. 
And so he sends them out without any finances or anything. And he said, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray you, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth labors unto the harvest. And then he said, Whosoever house you go into. Listen to this now, verse 5. Whosoever house you go into or you enter into, say, Peace be to that house. I don't remember what missionary came here, but you taught us to say Salome. You remember that? How many remember that? Salome. What does that mean? I bless that house with peace. He said, you bless that house with your peace. If you receive, watch this now. He said, if you receive, you bless that house with peace. But if you not receive, you take your peace away from them. Proverbs 4 said, I have a hearing ear. Sometime we're sitting here, but we're on vacation. Our mind is somewhere else. The Bible said, be attentive ear to hear what he's saying. He went into the house, he spoke the same words, but they didn't receive the peace. Because they was on vacation. Sometime in a church service and sometime like in our Sunday school class this morning, God is speaking, but we're not hearing. And that's why we don't get the peace. Because when the prophet left the house, he took his what? Peace with him. We need the peace of God in our lives. It's an opportunity right now for the greatest move of God that this city and this area has ever seen. So much stress, unrest, all sorts of things for God to do a miraculous work right here today. Right here today. So they left, and they took their peace with them. We need to have a hearing ear. Jesus said to all seven churches in the book of Revelation, hear what the Spirit is saying. How I many you know the Spirit is always talking to you? Anybody in here believe that? Anybody in here? Oh, look back yonder, them hands up. High. God is always what? Right over here, always speaking. Well, I wish he would speak to me. He's speaking to you, but you're not hearing you're somewhere else. You're somewhere else. They sent me and this guy to school in Austin. We were sitting there in them chairs, and this guy had this pens, pencil. He's sitting beside me, and he's standing it up like that, and he's rolling around and around. I thought, Lord, have mercy. He's not going to learn nothing. Which one come up with the lowest score? Me. Why? I was watching him instead of hearing what the teacher was saying. I guess he was listening to what the teacher was saying. He was most of a person. What, what do you say, Sister Jean? He, he was multitasking. I was single-tasking. I didn't get it. So I mean, know sometimes we just don't get it because we're on vacation and we lose the peace of God. God wants us blessed. I'm just thankful that God don't never leave you 
he'll always come back and help you. He's always going to come back and help you. Praise God. You, but you missed that blessing. You missed that opportunity. He blessed you. It says in St. John 7 and 37, in the last day of the great feast, can you imagine them? the last day of the great feast right before Pentecost? Jesus stands up in that crowd, Brother James Clayton, and says with a loud voice, the same voice that called Lazarus, if anybody, anyone thirsts, Come unto me, and I'll do what? I want you to notice that this has a very important thing. He was saying it at the last day of the feast. If anybody, if you're thirsty this morning, it don't matter what you're thirsty for, God is here to fulfill your thirst. He's here right now. He's ready. He's already commanded it. He's already blessed it. And he cried. Verse 38, it said, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Give us life. Jesus was creating an atmosphere for the miraculous and a continuous revival. Jesus said, truly, the harvest is what? It's still great today, a great and mighty harvest. Joshua 3.15 says this, now the Jordan overflows its banks. Watch this. All the days of the harvest. Now what's overflowing? The Jordan River. All the days of the harvest. The harvest here that he's speaking of is the wheat harvest. The wheat harvest is the Pentecostal harvest. It's the day of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Prophesying way back there about what's going to happen on the day of Pentecost. The harvest is great. Brother Melvin, and the Jordan is overflowing. As long, the scripture said in Joshua, it said as long as the harvest lasted, the Jordan was overflowing. Listen, the harvest is going to be until Jesus comes back. Until he comes back, the harvest is going to be greatly and abundantly, and the Jordan is going to be overflowing. And Jeremiah said, what are you going to do at the swelling of the Jordan, the harvest time? And it has something else to say about it, the overflow. The overflow is pushing the beast away back. Whew. When the Holy Ghost is in our lives overflowing, the beast is going to be pushed back. Church, we're spending too much time fighting the beast instead of letting the Holy Ghost fight the beast. He said it's going to be coming from the high places. It's going to be flooding and coming down. It's out of its banks. It's backed up for 30 miles. But when they touch their feet, that, but as long as it said, as long as the harvest lasted, the Jordan was overflowing. There's going to be an overflow of the power of God until Jesus comes. It's going to be an overflow. 
I messed up that it's going to be. It's not going to be. It is happening. It is happening. It's happening around the world today. Let's all create an atmosphere. Think revival. Speak revival. Dream revival. For the blessings of God is pouring out upon us. How many feel blessed today? Praise God. Brother Yoakum was at a conference one time and said, this guy come. He started asking everybody that was at the conference, said, what would you come for? Ken, what would you come for? Sister Linda, what would you come for? What would you say, Brother Melvin? Well, he said that, not what they said. He said, I come to get a blessing. He said, I come to get a blessing. He finally ran up on one guy and said, what would you come for? He said, I come to give a blessing. That ought to be the attitude of the church. I come not only to get a blessing, I've come to give a blessing because the Jordan is overflowing in my life. I've been reborn and brought out of darkness. And there's an overflowing power of God in my life. I've come to be a blessing. Come to be a blessing. The Bible said you'll be blessed going in and blessed coming out. You'll be blessed rising up and you'll be blessed going down. You can't get away from the blessings of God, a continuous overload. Acts 2, 46 and 47. They continually daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of the heart. They've just been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they're going from house to house, breaking bread, sharing the Word of God. That's what that means. They're breaking the bread. They were sharing the Word of God. Wherever they went, they were sharing the Word of God. They were speaking the Word of God. Then in the next verse it says, Praising God and having forever favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily as he seemed fit. There is an overflow anointing. There's more than enough. There's abundance for us today. You think about for a few moments. Peter cast the net and what happened? The net began to break. The boat began to sink. He called his partners so nothing would be lost. And Jesus said, come and follow me. This day you will catch men. What he's speaking of the great harvest that would start and last until he came back. I don't know how soon he'll be coming. Some says... I heard a guy just this week as he looked over the congregation. He said, some of you are going to be alive when Jesus comes. That's how close we are to the coming of the Lord. I don't know where he is or not. Amen. What a glorious time that's going to be when the Lord comes and takes us all home. Praise God. 
God bless you for being here today. When you leave this place today, make a habit to create an atmosphere for the miraculous to happen. One person said, I can live on a week on one praise, one good comment. So create an atmosphere where the revival will last forever. Yes.